What can you do for the rest of your life? I don't care if it's, I'm gonna drink one extra glass of water a day. It has to be something, small increments that can be done forever. And we can always mix and match and change, but it should never be a diet that you're gonna do for a month or three months. It's like, what are those nutritional changes you're gonna make and like grow to love? Because it's about the psychological perspective of also loving what you're doing. Emily Abadi here. You are listening to another installment of Hurdle Moment from Hurdle. On today's episode, I am talking about healthy hacks, things that you can do in your regular routine that don't take a ton of effort that can make you just a little bit healthier. Tweaks to add into your everyday life as it is right now. I am talking about this today with my new friend, Dr. Jonathan Leary. He is the CEO and founder of a spot out in Los Angeles called Remedy Place. How do I describe Remedy Place? Remedy Place is basically a health-focused sanctuary. It's a wellness club. The whole shtick is that you can go to Remedy Place with a friend after work instead of going to the bar. It has a bunch of different treatments and availabilities there that you can do with friends. Of course, you can also do them alone, but everything from infrared sauna and cryotherapy to sitting in their like absolutely stunning lounge area and having a juice to taking a class. They have on-site chiropractors and doctors and cold plunge tubs. I mean, literally the gamut. You can get it all at Remedy Place if you happen to be in LA. So bringing in Jonathan today to talk about these small actionable things that you can do to get an edge up on your health. I really enjoyed this conversation. We talk about everything from hydration to the times of day that we're putting food and nutrition into our body. Plus, I was kind of surprised by his final tip, something that we haven't talked a lot about on the show before. Uh, in my head, Jonathan's my new bestie. So <laughs> thanks so much, bud, for coming on the show and giving us all of your wisdom. Before we get into it today, I do want to tote the upcoming Another Journal Conquered challenge that I am launching this coming Monday, July 12th. All of the paid subscribers for the weekly hurdle will have access to the challenge to subscribe. Head on over to the show notes. There's a link in there to do just that. And basically three different emails a week for 30 days offering up different prompts and exercises to get you into the journaling groove. All subscribers to the Weekly Hurdle will also get a Baron Fig exclusive discount code for 25% off. Plus, if you enroll in the challenge, you will get exclusive access to a Zoom that we're going to have in August, talking about the things that we learned and coming together as a community. I myself have definitely been a little all over the place with my routine, so I'm super excited to get back to it with this challenge when it comes to journaling, and I hope that we can do it together. So click on over to the show notes, get involved, get active, and I hope to do this with you. Make sure you're following along with Hurdle over on social. It's at Hurdle Podcast. I'm over at Emily Abadi, and with that, let's get to hurdling. Hurdling. 
today, I am sitting down with Dr. Jonathan Leary. He is the CEO and founder of Remedy Place here in Los Angeles. I went yesterday. It was amazing. I'm so happy you enjoyed it. Hi. It's so nice to see you again. I know. It's great. I I walked into... Okay, before we really get into like what we're here to talk about today, which is hacks for us all to get just that little bit healthier, like easy access points, we'll easy. call them. Yeah. Okay, before we get into that, I always ask my guests to give me some insight into how they became this expert in their field. So you, CEO and founder of Remedy Place, but so much more than that. So give me a little bit of your backstory. Fill the hurdlers in. Yeah. So uh, I had my private practice for Remedy Place prior for five years, actually. So it was a sports medicine practice that was a non-surgical, non-drug approach to surgery prevention or chronic pain rehabilitation. And quickly, I realized, I'm like, why am I just working with the healthiest athletes or healthiest bodies in the world when the average person's, you know, way more sick or in a lot more pain? And I was like, okay, I think there's an opportunity in the market to treat the average person like a pro athlete. So I opened up my practice to corporate level executives or people in the music and film industry, had two really big public cases or patients. And within three months, I had a wait list. And it was just five years of traveling the world with cool people and cool families. I told you this yesterday. And it was so cool because I'm like, it opened this whole other world and allowed me to also build the network to build remedy. And I got to use those five years for more clinical evidence and just look at what people needed and what people want and also gaps that I saw missing in the health and wellness industry. And then I finally was able to put it all together with Remedy. You know, I had one patient that was, she said, John, you know, if you want to change healthcare, how can you do, do that seeing one patient at a time? And I was like, I got to get back to my business plan. Because Remedy Place was my original practice idea. And when I graduated school, I, for four years through my doctorate, I worked on this business plan for two hours every Sunday. And it was like a 158 page business plan, went to the bank, presented it to this woman and she kind of chuckled at me and she said, you know, Jonathan, like, how am I supposed to give you a loan if you have $2,000 in the bank? And I was like, um, that's why I need a loan. <laughs> you, know, you know, I didn't have any mentors or anyone that was like teaching me the business side. And I also had X amount in student loan debt, you know, so that's really when I just opened a concierge practice first opening remedy. Um, but it was actually perfect because those extra five years made so much of an impact on the actual club, but it also made me way more prepared. And I think society is way more prepared for what we're doing. Yeah. So first, we just need to like highlight the like the term concierge doctor just sounds, yeah. <laughs> sounds so buzzy and like yeah. delightful and super a little bit like so fancy. It is. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, you know, coincidentally enough, I started a concierge practice because I couldn't afford to have a little office. Yeah. You know? Um, but actually the last year of my school, I started a concierge personal training company that was taking people from physical therapy and back into the gym. Hmm. At that time with me doing my rotations and classes, I only had time for like, I think I had three clients. Um, but I was like, okay, I'm just going to add my new services, everything that is under my scope to my concierge training company. And that's how I was able to get started. Yeah. But I found so many accidental findings, you know, when you're working with someone in their health, you know, you don't want them to be in an environment that they're not comfortable in. You know, there's a thing called white coat syndrome where people are, their heart rate and their blood pressure go through the roof when they step into a hospital because they're scared and nervous. Right. But what I found was when some, when a patient let me into their home, 
and they were in their comfort zone and they trusted me, that first like barrier to entry of every single visit was let down. So they actually got much more of an impact with that healing. And that's where we use, you know, all of this knowledge into the design of Remedy Place because the environment of where you're healing could be evenly as important as the actual therapy that you're getting. Right, right. So then talk to me about what Remedy Place is. Yeah. So Remedy Place is the world's first social wellness club. So it's a whole entire club centered around holistic self-care and it's made to enhance your health and your social life at the same time. So what I mean by that, it's not like a spa where you go and isolate yourself in every room. You do have the option to do that, but we would rather you do things with others and as a replacement for what you normally do to socialize. So think of it as like your date spot, your meeting spot, where you meet friends after work to unwind, what you would do instead of a Sunday fun day or you for your birthday or corporate outing. We basically wanna take every single thing that people do to socialize and then just give them a healthier alternative if, if they want that that day. Because we're all centered around balance. We're not saying you have to be perfect. It's about making sure that you have a little bit of everything, but majority of the time you're doing what's best. And I think people right now are craving this healthy social environment because there really isn't. I mean, everywhere you go, even if you're good, there's always temptation or toxins around you. And Remedy Place is fully temptation and toxin free, as, I, as we like to say. <laughs> <laughs> I went in yesterday. I did an infrared sauna. I also, what did I, what kind of shot did I get? I got an actual injection. Yeah. Uh, I should know more yeah, about what I've put Yeah, in you my got body. a vitamin injection. So <laughs> that, the one that, the Remedy shot you got was NAD, MYC, and B12. Uh, MYC is for like liver detoxing, B12 converts your food to energy, and NAD's cellular rejuvenation. So they call it like the fountain of youth. Oh. People are paying like $800 an IV bag to sit there for a couple hours and just get NAD. It's it's actually insane. Wow. Um, so we compress it all into one little shot and I get it a couple of times a week. Casual. I'm obsessed this with is it. why you well, look I'm spoiled. As, young yeah. as, you, <laughs> as young as you do. So yeah, I mean, I am for Sana. I got this shot. I sat in like this beautiful lounge area. Everything is like super luxe feeling and just like such a nice experience. Yeah, you know, from like a psychological standpoint, we wanted it to look like a place where you'd normally go to socialize. So the whole front of the bar, I'm so the whole front of the entry looks like a bar, lounge, hotel lobby-esque yeah. feel. That way, if you're like, oh, I normally go get a drink after work, when you bring friends to a place that looks like where you get a drink, but you take away the drink, you know, like it's, it's an easier juxtaposition. Mm -hmm. And then every room behind the scenes is more made to look like a room of your house, right. you know, cozy, warm. Right. And so for the way that it works, can you do things a la carte? You have to be a member. How does that work? Yeah. So we, it's, it's inclusive. It's not an exclusive club, but to have some exclusive component, we only do 200 members per club. These members, we feel as though are like good representation of the brand. You know, they're doing something cool in life. They're good people. They hang around with the right people. Um, and as a thank you, because we don't do any influencer marketing or free um, treatments, we give them about it's a little over $3,000 worth of services for $500 a month. Um, so that's like our thank you. Like continue being a good person and, you know, you get this discount and then everyone else gets secondary booking as an a la carte service. Got it, got it. Well, I mean, I loved going. I'm happy that it brought me to meet you. And now I'm excited to bring your expertise to the hurdlers. Yeah, love it. So that we can talk about uh, getting healthier. I mean, I was recording earlier with the Group Chat guys, uh, okay. one of my favorite podcasts. I talked about it on the show last week. And we were talking about like, what's the, like how, what's the biggest hurdle, so to speak, for people on their wellness journey? And my answer was starting. Yeah. A lot of the time people don't start 
because it feels overwhelming because you might not know where to start. You're comparing yourself to what you see on social media. And so I was thinking about how you and I should connect. And my next thought was, well, something that could be really helpful is to chat about, you know, the small things that don't have a huge barrier to entry when it comes to our own personal wellness, but can make a huge, huge difference. Yeah, I think th I think that's the key, right? For me, it's not the problem of starting because I feel like now at our point in the world, like everyone's at least tried something once, right? It's It's really the maintaining. I think so many people try these aggressive approaches where they're like, I have to accomplish this goal. But it's not a there's not a like a checkpoint or like an end of the finish line. It's like for me, what can you do for the rest of your life? I don't care if it's I'm gonna drink one extra glass of water a day. It has to be something small increments that can be done forever. And we can always mix and match and change, but it should never be a diet that you're gonna do for a month or three months. It's like, what are those nutritional changes you're gonna make and gr like grow to love? Because it's about the psychological perspective of also loving what you're doing. Because if you are on a, a certain meal program. I don't even like to say diet. Yeah. And you hate it. The psychological or hormonal effects of you thinking I hate this while you're eating it or being miserable can be as detrimental as actually eating something unhealthy. Mm -hmm. So it's really about the relationship with whatever the program is that you're doing or regimen, but then also something that is tangible, something that you know that you can do. So then what are some things we can do? Kick us yeah. off with thing number one. I think, you know, the simplest one, you know, I think one, hydration. Yep. It's, you know, people hear it all the time and I'm sure they're like, oh, okay, he's gonna talk about water. But <laughs> seriously, if I if I analyzed 100 people or all of my patients, it's very rare that anyone's ever fully hydrated. If you're dehydrated, one, digestion's gonna be off, energy's gonna be off. If you have ache, pain, or tightness, it's gonna be worsened. You know, it's correlated to everything. And it's something as simple as it doesn't matter if you have zero money or you don't have any fancy clubs to go to or, you know, fancy devices or nutrition programs. It's a it's drink, drink more water. And that will make a huge impact because, you know, it's so simple other than, you know, getting used to going to the bathroom all the time in the beginning. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I mean, that's number one. Two, it's about eating less. You know, if I talk about nutrition, right? I think every year Americans consume more and more food. Obviously, we shouldn't be consuming more food every year because we're the same size, you know, or, you know, so it's how do we shift how much we eat? And this is where I think no matter any of my patients, no matter what their schedule is, if they're flying all over the world or they don't have access or they don't have money, by doing intermittent fasting, um, this doesn't work for everyone depending like hormonally or certain times in different stages of life, but as a whole, if you condense the time that you eat, you know, like eating just within an eight hour window, not even eating less, just condensing the time, that will give one, your digestion a break to heal because everyone's guts are a mess. And we want it to, you know, we want your body to have the time to focus on healing, you know? So it will decrease inflammation. The pro-inflammatory markers systemically will drop. Your immune system will, will also improve because 70% of your immune cells are generated outside of your GI tract. So with that being said, you get huge, a huge boost in your immune system by minimizing how much is traveling through your intestines and also allows the bacteria, the good bacteria to you know flourish. And it's like 90% of your serotonin levels, which is the hormone that makes you happy, are generated from that bacteria. So we're talking about mood, immunity, and decreasing inflammation just by, oh wow, I'm just gonna condense 
how much I eat or condense the time frame. And I don't care if my patients have had autoimmune condition, gastrointestinal problems, anxiety, depression, aches or pains. This has always made a solid impact and it doesn't matter what their schedule is or how crazy their life is. It's just, it's just minimizing. So my initial follow-up question is as someone who is an early morning exerciser, yeah. how do I handle something like that? Yeah. So here's the thing. What do most people do when they're like, oh, I always need to eat right before I go to the gym, right? Or on the way to the gym. My question isn't really even about on my way to the gym. Yeah. It's like after. Yeah. So hormonally, it's actually better to work out on a fasted stomach. Right. Um, you're talking about the time period after to replenish. Yeah. I mean, like if I'm finishing my workout at 7 a.m. and, and I'm not going to eat until noon. Yeah. So once again, that that's actually okay. You know? <laughs> like, how does one do this? No, and that's the thing is we think of like, all right, we need to replenish our energy stores, or like the glycogen. People are like, you know, you should have some fruit after. That is also fine. But the effects of the inflammation dropping and also the effects of your immune system, all the hormone shifting for men too, they're like, oh, I need to put on muscle. Your testosterone, your growth hormone will actually spike more. So the hormonal change will be improved by just not eating after. Okay, so for someone who hears this and they're sitting there and they're like shaking their head and they're like, this just, it's never gonna be for me. I yeah. hear you, it could be great. What then would be the secondary tip when it comes to a lifestyle change within your diet that can help you get a little bit healthier? Perfect, so it's really just shifting to a mostly vegetable-based diet. Not even, I'm not saying that you have to go the aggressive route and be vegan. I'm just saying that, you know, you should be trying to get eight to 10 to 12 servings of vegetables a day. For me, it's about nutrient density. What is the most nutrient dense food that we can eat? And that's vegetables, mm. you know? So if we're looking at the fundamentals of every single thing that is broken down, that is regenerating every cell in our body, you want the most nutrient dense food. You know, mostly in the morning, people have eggs, they'll have bread with toast, um, all these cereals, bagels. You know, if you look at wheat in America, it's just strictly a pro-inflammatory food, you know? we don't have these rich minerals that are now being absorbed into these wheat products because we're mass producing the soil and we're not allowing time for it to regenerate. So you're eating something that is just stimulating inflammation. It's gonna make you fatigued and it's gonna slow down your whole morning. You know, if you eat something and you feel tired after, that's a problem because food should be giving you energy. Mm. It shouldn't be slowing you down. So most of the American's diet is things that slow us down and we wonder why we're so lethargic. taking a break from today's episode to give some love to my friends at Tracksmith. Tracksmith is a Boston-based performance running brand dedicated to the community, style, and culture of running. Putting on my Tracksmith gear makes me feel sleek. It makes me feel fast. And that might sound a little silly, but even the science shows that when you feel good, you can perform better. On top of just feeling good about my gear, I also feel good about partnering with Tracksmith because they have offered to donate 5% of every purchase utilizing the code HURDLE back to girls on the run to help drive change. Now, if you know anything about me, you know that do good is my personal motto. It's something that I think about a lot. And so that's why I am so amped on this partnership because through this collaboration, we are definitely going to be doing a whole lot of good. Plus, you'll also get free shipping on your order as well. I chose Girls on the Run because I love the idea of empowering young women from an early age.
page. And that's exactly what this organization does through something that's super close to my heart, running and movement. Be sure to check out Tracksmith's new summer collection featuring styles for training and racing in hot weather. I cannot get enough of their Alston shorts. I've been wearing them literally as much as possible. Basically, as soon as I wear them, it's like a signal to me that I need to do laundry. I know you're going to love them. They're the perfect length. Trust me on this one. You won't regret it. Again, head on over to tracksmith.com and use the code hurdle at checkout to get free shipping and support girls on the run. Tracksmith.com, use code hurdle at checkout to do some good today. Basically, what I need is someone to make me an athletic greens infused croissant (laughs) that gives me the antioxidant equivalent of 12 servings of fruits and vegetables, but also feels like a croissant. Yes. (laughs) That is what I'm looking for. That would be the trick. (laughs) Or like, listen, if say you're like, like, I just want to do that a couple times a week where I have my croissant. It's it's just about minimizing. If you do that every day, which I don't know your diet. No, I mean, um, I definitely don't have a croissant every day, but I will say that, I mean, something like that, like, for example, me adding in athletic greens into my diet about three years ago, that changed everything for me in terms of my energy levels, because I certainly was the kind of person who would do like maybe like my own version of like avocado toast when I got home from my run or something that like definitely had like a carb heavy component to yeah. it. And found often that I was like sleepy by the time I got to my desk. Whereas when I added in the athletic greens, I mean, obviously it's very different to be consuming that versus sitting down with like an actual bowl of 12 different vegetables. But it's 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 better. No, it's great. It's so great. And I mean, it doesn't just have the vegetables, but then it also has all these other things that give me this like boost to feel like a better version of myself than I did when I was just consuming the almond croissant. 100%. And also (laughs) eggs. Do you know that eggs in America are considered the most unhealthy animal product? It's chicken in America are so unhealthy at the moment. And these eggs are byproducts of the chicken. I'm so sad for the chickens. It's so sad. (laughs) Do you know like the the top five most pro-inflammatory foods outside of obviously like fried and all the junk? Yeah. It's gluten, dairy, soy, corn, and eggs. Hmm. So we want to stay away from anything that's inflammatory. Right. Anything that's inflammatory, you can't have pain or disease without inflammation. So if we're eating things that are causing systemic inflammation every meal, that's a problem. We want to be eating things that reverse that inflammation. So the next question that would come from someone who hears you talking about the importance of vegetables is, and I mean, you did highlight that we don't need to like swing all the way to the left and go vegan, but then yeah. they t- come to you and they say, well, what about my proteins? Yeah. Well, this is the crazy thing though. I consume maybe one tenth the amount of protein that I've ever had. And all of the protein in my blood markers are higher than they've ever been. Hmm. So if you think about it, everyone's like, oh, you know, we need all this protein. If you think back to our ancestry, if back with caveman before anything, like what do you think the odds are of actually catching an animal? Like what even if you wanted to catch a squirrel? Like think about the odds of you being able to hit it with a stick. It would be <laughs> you're eating maybe leftover prey from other animals that attacked animals. We never lived off of animal products, you know? Yeah. I think it was a, a hair in there situation. And also those animal products were a lot healthier back in the day. So now like I'll have an occasional piece of meat when it's not my option. So like say you cooked me dinner. Yeah. I would never be like, oh, you know, I can't eat this. I would always just be respectful and be a part of it. Or culturally while I travel, I'll always, you know, indulge in whatever, wherever I'm going. Yeah. Um, or if there's wild game, if there's a wild game on a menu, it's more likely less to be tampered with. So I'll give it a shot. But I'm talking about maybe having a piece of animal protein once 
a month, twice a month. Wow. And my protein levels are higher than they've ever been. And this is also the most muscle mass I've ever had in my body. Um, but what do we attribute that to? It's decreasing inflammation and nutrient-dense food. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Where do you get your proteins from? I mean, mostly just some nuts. Legumes, and, nuts. Yeah. 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 A lot of, uh, yeah, it's not. If you actually look at my diet, there's not too much protein. So I don't even add protein to my protein shakes. You're just like a superhuman, really. No, but it's the thing is like, <laughs> I've tested this out with six years now of functional medicine with patients. And I've drastically decreased their protein intake. And their protein levels have always been stable or if not better. It's the most strange thing. Yeah. But you have to also think is like, if you're eating something that is toxic and your body is, you know, seeing like these hormones, like everything that we put in our, into, our, into our meat, our body has to try to digest that. If right. it doesn't respond well to that and it just flushing, flushes it out, you're not absorbing that protein anyways. It's like people when they take their protein shake, you know, they're putting 50 grams of protein in there. Little do they know that they might be absorbing 20 or 30% of that. So, and your body's actually stressed because it doesn't even recognize it because it's a foreign invader because it's not even real half the time. Yeah. Same thing with most of our, you know, vitamins, which is crazy. Crazy. Because we're paying, people are paying. Like, this is what my biggest dilemma is that a lot of people now are trying and they're, you know, they're going and spending money on all of these products and it's really junk, you know, and it scares me because it's more now about who's better branding and who has better marketing and who has more money to push it right. versus is this product actually amazing. Yeah, for sure. So for anyone listening to this who is interested in taking this approach, I will say this. Make sure you consult with a physician or at the very least to go get some blood work done. Talk to someone who knows what they're talking about yeah. who can best advise you on how you may want to modify your diet. Yeah, and that's where functional medicine comes in. Right. Because functional medicine, if you do have the means to do it, because it's not covered under insurance, we can get a full blueprint of everything going on in the body. Let's look at every system, every organ, every toxicity level, sensitivity, deficiency and the key is if you, it's about working smarter not harder this is where you can make subtle little changes just to balance out all these markers in the blood and then all of a sudden everything's better i literally just got blood work done recently like last month and i have a call on monday to understand like what it all means yeah i'm amped yeah it's amazing amped. what do you know what you did is it just traditional like i i did diagnostic I'm, blood work or functional medicine i'm trying inside tracker okay so i've never i've heard about it like i'm sure many people listening to this show have heard about it on podcasts i heard about it on a podcast i was talking with the team there and i was like well i've got to learn about this before i even think about talking about it so here I am and I'm going to learn. So if eventually you guys hear about Inside Tracker in a larger <laughs> capacity on the show, it's because I really learned something about it and I think it's pretty awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. So like imagine, I mean, this is just all functional medicine. It's like you can look into anything in your body now. Yeah. You don't have to guess. It's crazy. You know, especially when we're looking like anything you're ingesting is either fueling or fighting disease. Like, you have to actually think about that. And if you are able to know what is causing problems and what is fixing things, and you can monitor that, you're you're setting yourself up for success. This is just crazy. It's crazy to think about that, what you just said. Like anything you are consuming is either fueling or fighting disease. So then like I stop and I do like a moment of personal inventory and I think about like all the things that I've eaten over the last like 72 hours and I'm like, wow, am I just fueling disease in my body well, yeah. constantly? But that's the thing is like, we all have cancer genes. We all have all these things in our body. It's, are you turning it on or are you turning it off? Right. And people also don't remember, like forget that your skin is your biggest organ. So what you put on your body is also being absorbed. So it's it's not even what we consume, it's about what we're 
absorbing and consuming. Someone flagged me the other day uh, that, and I don't even, I won't be able to do this justice or remember exactly what it is, but basically there was a reason for me to worry about using copper tone sunscreen. Yeah. I get DM. I get, you know, I get unsolicited you know advice every day. But... Like, people don't also realize this, you know, we've been told our whole lives put on sunscreen. Yeah. But literally we know all the ones that I use as a child are Not full of carcinogens. Us. Yeah. So you're putting something that's carcinogenic on your skin to roast in the sun. What's good sunscreen? Do you know? Uh, you know, there's one, it's one salt and stone okay. that I just started using um, that is fully chemical free. Yeah. This is not paid. Look at us doing free yeah. marketing here. Let, I don't, I, ha- I would I'm have gonna, to get you I'm going to do, do some research. But, but you, that's the goal. Like look for a chemical free, safe sunscreen. Got we want to use it. But for me, I would rather not use it than put a carcinogenic cream to go in the sun. Totally. You know, we want always want to be safe. We want to be safe. But it is kind of scary, you know, like, know. especially these, like as a kid. You're just putting this stuff all over your body, it's lathering every day. It's up to us to get more educated. Yeah. So we're educating. Okay. And then, <laughs> I mean, we talked about uh, what we're intaking. We talked about food. We, food. We talked about we talked about food. We talked about hydration. Let's talk about movement. Yeah. The way that every single person moves is always going to be different. What yeah. feels right for you isn't going to be the right thing for your neighbor. Isn't going to be the yeah. right thing for your boss, your mom, your sister, your aunt, whoever. But there are probably a couple rules of thumb that we can advise when it comes to just getting yes. that 1% healthier. Where do we start? Movement cures. This, this, it's really this simple. What your workout, whatever you're doing for your exercises should fix the body and not break it. We have an industry that is 90% now pushing the limits. They just wanna, you know, like, how much can we make them sweat? How much can we keep their heart rate up? And like, it's just about intensity or no pain, no gain. You don't need to be strong and powerful. We need to be functional and pain-free. If you're not an athlete, you should not be pushing the boundaries because if you're pushing the boundaries to a set extent that you're more injury-prone, what, what adult needs to be more at risk to get injured? Everyone's in pain. Outside of the common cold, the second most common reason why people miss work is low back pain. Hmm. And then they go, because they were seated all day at a desk, and then they go to a spin class, and they're seated on a spin class hunched over just the same way they are at their desk and they wonder why they have neck and back pain. It's like, we obviously want people to move, right? Any movement's better, well, I don't wanna say any movement, but most movement is better than no movement. But if you're gonna move, make sure that we're shifting to what your body needs. Like when I'm looking at somebody, we wanna look at their weaknesses, their stability and mobility problems, not how strong do I need to get this person. Mm. How someone looks and feels is all their diet. Right. But what they do for their workout needs to make them functional and pain-free. So what do we say? I feel like this next question is kind of multifaceted. The first component is for the person that has a certain type of workout that they just can't imagine their life without that is kind of to the level that you're describing, which is like really pushing the limits, whether it be someone who is training for a marathon or someone who really, really loves like doing something like CrossFit or weightlifting. Like, what do you say to that person? They have to do more recovery. You know, like my pro athletes train 40% of the time, they recover 60. If you're gonna go and beat the shit out of your body, who's manually adjusting you? Who's giving mm-hmm. you massages? Mm-hmm. What, are you, what are you doing that is actually reversing the stress that you put on your body? Because working out's a good stress, but it's still a stress. So we need to find ways to counteract it. So many times we push the limits and they're like, why am I hitting these plateaus? Why don't I see these results? And I'm like, you're training too hard and you're not offsetting that stress, you know? And if you look at it, it's like flex, if movement cures, that means the flexibility is our most important thing. Right. Most people can't even touch their toes once again. And then they're like, why do I have low back pain? I'm like, you can't touch your toes. Of course you're gonna have low back pain. (laughs) You know, so like 
that's that's key flexibility right and, and as so, we, yeah as we get older it's it's harder and harder to become more like moldable you know like it's <laughs> it's so it's so difficult and everyone hates it because right. it's so uncomfortable because they're so tight right and so i think the second aspect of this question is for the person uh that doesn't exactly know where to start when it comes yeah. to integrating more recovery, more mobility into their routine. Yeah. I think a barrier to entry for some would be like, well, I don't have money to spend on this. Yeah. So here's the thing. So I would say, all right, your workouts. If if you're going to do a specific type of workout, I would focus more on Pilates or focus on this in the gym. And this is the same philosophy as Pilates. But if everything on the front of our body is tight and it's pulling us forward because of our posture, our whole entire workout should be focusing on the backside of our body. Strengthen everything on the backside of your body. That is gonna make you stand more erect. Mm -hmm. It's gonna balance out you being pulled forward in the front. It's gonna make you less injury prone, less likely to have neck or back pain. You know, your glutes support your low back. So glutes need to be able to fire and they need to be strong. People think core, they're thinking abs. Your low back is more important than your abs. So what are you doing to strengthen your low back versus just pulling yourself more and more forward? For guys or like everyone, they're doing push-ups and burpees. Our shoulders are already internally rotated and forward. Why are we gonna do things that are gonna pull us more forward? You know, strengthen the back. So easy rule, because anyone can Google or YouTube exercises for every body part. Focus on strengthening every muscle on the backside of your body, at least a two to one ratio from everything in the front. If most people wanna fix most of their problems, I would say, take like three or four months off from doing any strength training on the anterior, the front side of the body, and just focus on the back. And then work on flexi like flexibility and mobility on the front. And guarantee any ache, pain, or tightness will be much better. Because it's about offsetting the imbalance. Right, right. Well, again, word of caution, make sure you talk to someone <laughs> where <laughs> you are to take a look at your body because it, everyone's different. Yeah. And, you know, this is really excellent advice and like I'm sitting here like completely reevaluating my entire workout routine and my entire life to be honest with you but I don't want you know this is not like one size fits all advice yeah. so definitely make sure that you're talking to someone and have someone look at like your posture what you're yeah. going on with your body because especially like if you're worried about like the financial output that will come hand in hand with um, some of these holistic treatments or like working one-on-one -on -one regularly with a personal trainer like there's nothing bad that will come from going to a consultation to talk to someone about what your options could be yeah and, and just make sure too like i think that a personal trainer should have as much education as a physical therapist yeah because like i said if movement cures and you're doing things wrong like i can't tell you how much i see you know you know people go to their trainer because they look good but it doesn't mean they always know what they're doing amen and that's a scary thing yeah because we live in la most of the trainers this isn't their profession it's that they're an actor or a model, and this is what they do on the side, which anyone can make you sweat. Anyone can motivate you, which are both important, but most people are also in pain. Right. So I don't, I can't tell you enough how many patients come to me that are in pain and they're, it's their workouts that are actually making things worse. Yeah. You know, so just make sure that we talk, like do your research, listen to people that know about the body because it's so important. So important, so important. Okay, so we've covered a hell of a lot of bases here. Before I let you go, is there any other big hack yeah, that we need the to bring? The biggest one yet. The, bring me the biggest hack there is. The biggest hack. I know what it's going to be. That What is it? It's sleep. No. It's sleep is so important. <laughs> but, but that's not a hack. We know that we should sleep. If I tell you how to sleep, that would be a hack. Breath work. 
Oh, breath, I, I haven't. Breath, I have some episodes on this. I feel strong about it. Breath work is the most powerful tool human beings could do. The most powerful thing, and it costs zero dollars. We are so in LA right now. No, you say this, but now, like, <laughs> I move, I'm from the East Coast. When I moved to LA, I'm like, these people are crazy. Energy, the all these holistic, and now I actually see the science in it. Yeah. Do you know? Everyone breathes through their mouth all day. Right. You know how. You know, if you just breathe through your nose, you get 20% more oxygen to your body. I've heard this before. 20% more oxygen to your body by breathing through your nose. I heard that's why you're supposed to breathe through your nose when you run. Yes. Your muscles really need more and, oxygen. But after a certain exertion point, you sh you should breathe through your mouth. <laughs> Withdrawn. Um, <laughs> but the goal would be to train to learn how much can you push the body while breathing through the nose. That's why people sleep. Have you ever seen mouth tape to sleep at night? Yeah, I have. Yes, because it's giving you more oxygen to your entire body and you'll sleep better. Hmm. But here's the thing. I don't care with, once again, always consult with your physician. But I can't tell you enough. If you can put a simple breathwork routine into your daily regimen, anxiety, depression, all especially for me, like a type A personality, go, go, go all the time. If you told me to meditate five years ago, I'd be like, I can sit and try, but there's no way in hell that I can sit still. Breath work shifts your mind, like intense breath work. If we shift, okay, outside of nasal breathing, I can give you a three-step a three step process. Put a timer on your phone for 10 minutes. Breathe in through your stomach, a two-part breath in. So stomach, chest, so. <laughs> do that intensely for five to 10 minutes. Your body will stop tingling. You're, you'll start, you can even start losing control of your body. Your body will start cramping up and it shifts this conscious brain that we're in to this subconscious brain. I know this sounds crazy, but I promise you for 10 minutes, do this three-step breath, see what happens. You might start crying. You might start like, it's just the visuals that you see. It, it is so insane because all of the stress in our environments dysregulating, dysregulating the chemicals in our brain. This is one of the fastest ways to regulate these hormonal imbalances, these chemical imbalances in the brain. And even with anxiety, everyone's anxious now. If you just learn simple breathwork techniques, there's, I know it sounds so crazy. No, I'm just thinking, you know what I'm thinking about? <laughs> what? I already have a hard enough time finding a partner. Like, yeah. this guy, I'm gonna finally convince someone that like, we should obviously be together and he's gonna like spend the night at my apartment and I'm gonna wake up the next day and I'm gonna be in the living room <laughs> making these weird noises and he's gonna be like, yep. No, what, you, what, you, what you're gonna do is you're gonna wake him up and make him do it with you. Oh my God. And after five to 10 minutes, he's gonna be like, what the hell did you just do to me? This might've changed my life. You are welcome. If he didn't know it the night before <laughs> when he met me, he would be like, I am sold. Come in every morning. Have you ever done an intense breathwork class? Yes, I've done an intense breathwork class. And what has happened? No, like it's great. I, I, I'm not I'm not anti-team breathwork. Yeah. I'm just imagining, I'm, I'm hearing what you said about, uh, you know, I never could meditate. I was always super anxious and I'm totally that way. Yeah. I totally understand the benefits because I've done it before, but I have never made it a regular Thanks. routine staple. So now I'm just thinking about my life, like implementing this regular breathwork routine staple and yeah. just how it would play out. But you know what? The good news is I don't have someone that's staying over every night right now. So <laughs> we don't have to worry about how yeah, it's going to implicate in my personal life. Wow. Okay. So breathwork, the final yeah. hack. You could actually have full psychedelic trips with certain, like the, what you can do. It's insane. But yes, it's everyone insane. look it up. 
I know it might sound crazy. If I heard you say that, the first time I was like, what the hell am I doing? Every friend that I bring to a breathwork class, they're like, what is this, John? What are you dragging me to? And they're like, oh my God, by the end of it. Yeah. And it costs nothing. Free. Free. Free 99. That simple. Water, breath, and move. And move. And don't forget the eating window. Yeah. The eating window. Wow. Thank you so much. Very welcome. So appreciative of you. Uh, Of course, the hurdlers want to know how they can keep up with you, how they can follow along with you. Jonathan, give us all the details. Yeah. So it's Dr. Jonathan Leary for my personal Instagram um, and at Remedy Place for Remedy. Uh, You know, Remedy Place is going to be releasing our own podcast, Remedy Voice. And our whole goal is just to educate everyone that we can reach out to. Just it's all the doctors on my team. Instead of you paying for a consultation, we want to tell you what we're telling our patients and make it free. Because the end, the end goal for us is to be a free educational platform to teach people how to take care of themselves and be healthy. I love it. I'm over at Emily Body at Hurdle Podcast. Another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time. <laughs>